Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to A to Z Arizona Sports All Day. I'm your host, Hayden Silly, and with me always is Jonah Krell. And Jonah, I mean, how's it going today, man? Well, uh, my listeners, you know, I, I might sound bad. I got a cold, but I'm getting it over it. Got to battle through this show today. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's that. That's what we love to hear, especially especially after some of the news that happened yesterday. Oh, boy. <laughs> You want to go ahead and get started with uh, your first quick hitter of the day? Yes, quick hitters. Let's get into it. So, uh, a couple nights ago, Suns against the Rockets, and Chris Paul, uh, man, got ejected, jammed his thumb, and uh, bumped into the into the ref. So that's how he got ejected. But I'm more worried about the thumb, Hayden, because uh, he had to get an MRI on that jammed thumb Thursday, and results. Still no one knows what the results are. So we're gonna see how bad this is. I really wanted to see him in the All-Star game, but the priority is how how uh, how much time is he gonna miss just from this, you know, for the rest of the season. So hopefully he's back soon. Hopefully it's no big deal, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely more of a long-term thing rather than, you know, wanting him to play now. I mean, and plus some of, you know, the games were, I mean, when he left that game on Wednesday, I mean, Devin Booker still took over. I yeah. mean, like, you know, you've still got a lot of guys that can step up and everything like that. So, I mean, I don't think there's too much of a concern, uh, at least as of right now in the short term. But moving on to my quick hitter, uh, Antonio Pierce, the former defensive coordinator for Arizona State University, is actually joining the Las Vegas Raiders as a linebackers coach. And this was a move that I was I was kind of thrown off guard by just because, I mean, I, I know Antonio Pierce is a well-respected coach just around the country, but I really didn't expect him, you know, to move to Vegas and the and to the NFL this quickly after stepping down as defensive coordinator. Hey, you, you got to give props to the man. He got out of that mess quick. <laughs> he got out of it quick and he got a better job out of it. So, and uh, claps all around for Antonio Pierce. And that leads right into our first topic, right? Yes, it does. I mean, and with that first topic, this is uh, coming... This news came out yesterday that uh, ASU's quarterback, Jane Daniels, is reportedly entering the transfer portal. Stunned. Yeah. And, I mean, he played three years at Arizona State. And, I mean, Jonah, I I just want to ask you this one question. For this whole... This whole time frame with Ray Anderson, the the uh, athletic director for Arizona State, and bringing in Herm Edwards and being like, yeah, this is my guy, you know, this is what we're going to do, et cetera. Is this the final straw in that Ray Anderson, Herm Edwards experiment? Does someone need to go first, like in terms of people getting fired? Like just what do you think about it? Man, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, Hayden. I mean, first of all, first off, ASU is about five feet away from falling off a cliff at this point. You know, they they lost their OC and their DC um, in addition to three assistants uh, due to the NCAA investigation. It's completely torn, uh, ripped a hole in their entire future with this program. And that's why you see Jaden Daniels leaving. Maybe he knows something. That's what I, there's something fishy here. You know, he, he released a video in December and saying he was he was coming back to ASU. Got everyone hyped up again. Um, had a discussion with Herm. They talked about it, and he was coming back. And now he's gone all of a sudden. Uh, a few months later, 
there's something fishy about this. He just doesn't want to be a part of this mess, I assume. And I think as a result, to answer your question, you got to let Herm go. It's just this experiment has gone on long enough. I mean, yes, you had a strong opening season with Jaden Daniels as your quarterback. Freshman showed promising signs, but then 2020 comes around. Wasted season because of COVID. 2021, disappointing year for Daniels. 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, and then in terms of Herm, he can't control the team's discipline. Like he's, he's doing everything he can to get the flags under control, get the turnovers under control. And it just never really got turned around all the way. And with Daniels now leaving, that, that trust with Herm is gone. I mean, that's why he left. Uh, so, like, there's definitely something going on in that program right now. And with all the, the app people leaving now, what's left for Herm Edwards? I, I mean, I think you have to start fresh at this point. The NCAA investigation has ripped a hole too big in into this t- program's future with Herm. And I think you have to start over. Uh, Herm's got to go. Ray Anderson, he really should be gone as well. But... Michael Crow, you already let him hire Willie Bloomquist, so we got to see that out too. <laughs> so, I mean, if Willie Bloomquist goes out well, maybe uh, that saves Ray Anderson's job, but Ray Anderson's on a thin line as well. Yeah, and a quick stat I want to I want to mention about Jane Daniels. In his first two seasons, granted, you know, his sophomore year was COVID year. They only played four games, but he had, he had three interceptions in his first two seasons. Three. He had ten. It's ridiculous. This, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about discipline, and it just seems like there's a lack thereof. You know, I mean, on on both sides of the ball. ASU is one of the most penalized teams in all of college football just this last season. I mean, you look at the game against BYU, and it was abysmal to say the least. I mean, there were, you know, four straight false starts. Right. I understand that BYU is a tough place to play, but it's like, you know, you talk about discipline and you want your guys to be more disciplined, you know, and two weeks later that happens. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about that. So what what is what do you think needs to happen with, you know, the the guys up top? I mean, it. I, I think that's where it starts. There's there's no culture with this program. And I think Ray Anderson bringing in Herm Edwards, he tried to do that, and yeah, it just that, that started. That, yeah, that tried to be the foundation, but this investigation has torn it, torn a hole in it. Exactly. And w- another quick uh, stat I want to pull up is that Herm hasn't had one season above ten wins. His his two uh, predecessors in Dennis Erickson and Todd Graham, Erickson had one uh, one season of winning ten plus games. Todd Graham had two. Right. And another thing is that in the bowl games under Herm Edwards, they're one and three. They're one and three. And that's just that's that's not good when you're one of the biggest schools in the country. And a lot a lot of that athletic budget goes to football. Yes. To bring in recruits and you 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 pump out numbers like that. It's just it's really underwhelming. Not to mention the recruits just aren't there this year because of that investigation um it's the i don't know what to say about where this program goes from here i mean 
you lose your quarterback. Who do you have? You have Trenton Bourget, a former walk-on backup to Daniels last season. You have uh, Alabama transfer Paul Tyson, uh, I believe a, a yeah. former four-star. Ty- Tyson's kind of nice with it, though. I so, will be honest. He's got he's got a cannon of an arm, and he's like 6'4", 230. He's a, he, he's a big guy. We'll see what he's made of. I mean, uh, so you have question marks about who's going to be the QB. Uh, Rashad White is leaving for the NFL, your star running back. Uh, wide receivers, Johnny Wilson transfers. I mean, you got Ricky Pearsall still. I mean, hey, he's there too. But, I mean, the future of this program there's a lot of doubt surrounding it now and it's just interesting to see where they go from here um going back to daniels though he committed to coming back to this program in december spencer rattler was transferring he was going to the transfer portal portal and i want to bring this up he expressed per uh, chris cartman uh, of sun devil source he uh, quote very much expressed he wanted to go to asu and play at home but asu you know, they they made that pact with Daniels. Daniels talked with Herm, and they said, let's go run it back. Um, I'm going to come back for my senior year. And then he transfer, transfers in February. It completely, in my opinion, screws over the program. And he's, and he's just basically saying, I'm going to do me. I don't care about uh, your needs. Uh, and so, I mean, they had a chance to get, I mean, Spencer Rattler definitely has attitude issues, uh, but he's got talent. And I, who knows, Herm Edwards could have molded him into a good uh, quarterback, uh, more mature quarterback. You, you definitely think he has those traits of, you know, building uh, a program with, you know, talent and discipline. Maybe that didn't show up this year, but Herm Edwards is known for a guy that's all business. Um, let's do it the right way, professionalism. And who knows, Spencer Rattler could have been molded into a great quarterback, and now they don't even get that chance at him because Daniels is gone now instead of in December when he committed. Yeah, and Rattler could Rattler could have been the guy that could have saved Ray Anderson and Herm Edwards' jobs. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. It's it's kind of a what if scenario, right? Yeah. Um one more thing on Daniels. He was the third highest ranked recruit in ASU history. Um and was the highest-ranked quarterback recruit in program history. Um, that says a lot about him. And which is, what are your thoughts on his time at ASU? You know, as a whole, if you look at his whole career, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Is it a disappointment? Is it a failure? Um, I mean, I don't think it's a disappointment. In all honesty, I besides this season, he's played really well. Especially, especially his freshman year when he started as a as a true freshman quarterback, and you know he had almost three thousand yards, seventeen touchdowns, two interceptions, a pass rating of one forty nine point two, and in that season, I mean he beat tough teams like Michigan State. That was really the big one when they were on the road, yeah. and you know, Oregon yeah, as well when they came here. That's right, yeah, Oregon and Michigan State two two highly ranked teams at the time and Daniels just had he has this ability he, he can win you a game he he can in in my honest opinion in my heart of hearts Jane Daniels can win you a football game he's got the talent there a lot of it like, like we've been mentioning a lot of it comes from up top and when there's that tension and that friction between oh what's going to happen investigations that throws everything off 
imagine being a player and trying to concentrate and you have media asking you about, oh, how about this investigation that has nothing to do with this person, right? A lot of scrutiny. Yeah, a, a lot of scrutiny. And it's just if Jane Daniels was at was in a program that was more, you know, consistent with, you know, just with playing football and getting better and, you know, just that type of deal. And that, getting him the ball more, letting him make yeah. plays because, you know, it was a run-heavy system. It, it, it was, but, I mean, like 17 touchdowns his first year. And now it's with Herm Edwards there. And... Granted, they did have a run-heavy scheme, but, you know, they gave him chances to throw the ball. And it just, I don't think this season really showcased the talent arm-wise that, mm-hmm. that Jane Daniels has. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's definite room for improvement. You've seen the raw talent. Uh, the, the run, uh, escapability, plays on the move, scrambling, and then th- making good throws. But the deep ball was lacking this past season. The, the inaccuracy, like we mentioned, the 10 interceptions, um, he's got a lot more to prove if he wants to make it to the next level. Um, so obviously, you know, a lot of expectations for him. And I don't think he, you know, lived up to all the hype in the end. I mean, a lot of missed opportunities. So uh, it's, it's a shame to see how this thing has ended for Daniels because, you know, like we said, talented quarterback. Um, last thing the the viral video hayden that that came oh, out oh lord um we won't uh, discuss oh, what no. was said um because there's some bad words in it and we can't say bad words over the air but um basically just criticizing daniels in front of his locker room clearing out his locker room um after a workout or something uh the asu players um in the locker room just saying he's trash he's um he sucked it's uh what does this say about you know the program and uh, the camaraderie bro it's going downhill fast <laughs> it, it it is it's like this is all getting flushed down the toilet seriously i mean and again it just it goes back to to the managerial side of things the way that this whole investigation has been handled has been so so poor it really has, and that rubs off on the players because players get frustrated. Players don't want to worry about what's going on in the front office if you know if they're going to get their eligibility taken away. They don't want to have to worry about that. They want to go out there and play the game that they love. And when these guys aren't able to do that, I can see the frustration. The frustration is visible. And in some cases, it's hard because when you have media coming up to you and saying, you know, why why aren't you why aren't you good you know like why isn't your team performing well that's gonna make it's gonna make people mad and a lot of that can rub off in the locker room as well in this case with Jane Daniels you know he's probably like I don't want to be here anymore do I blame him absolutely not I really don't I mean if I if I were in his shoes I, I would do the same thing even even if even if I said I'm gonna stay here like long term for for Jane Daniels and the betterment of his career, I, I do think it was wise that he that he entered the transfer portal, and I just hope that he finds an organization that'll be able to help him grow and get to that next level. Absolutely, um, that video definitely shined a bad light on the program, and and you like you said, it starts with a lot of you know the culture, the guys up top, and now that transitions into our next topic, 
uh, more quarterback drama in the Valley. Uh, didn't We didn't expect this. You know, last week, we talked about Kyler Murray scrubbing his Instagram, Instagram page as a quick hitter. We did not think it would, it, and, the, and the debate was, is this a story or a non-story? Well, it's a story now, Hayden. I mean, Kyler Murray scrubs his social media. Then the morning of the Super Bowl, Chris Morton comes out, uh, Chris Mortensen comes out with a story saying, uh, he has sources saying that uh, Kyler Murray is self-centered, immature, and someone who points fingers, and that he is, he thinks he was made the scapegoat for their loss against the Rams um, in the playoffs. And so, man. And then, of course, Kyler then responds saying, um, this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. Um, and the Cardinals said, I, we back our quarterback. This is We love Kyler, yada, yada, yada. But, man. This is just a whole lot of drama. I, I still don't know if this is a story or a non-story. Uh, who knows if this is going to really impact the future of the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. But what are your thoughts on this? Just opening thoughts. Kyler Murray. Oh, boy. Where do we begin? There was, there was something I read. or Actually, I didn't read. I saw it uh, from Colin Cowherd of, of Fox Sports 1. And he talked about how a lot of young quarterbacks now have this baggage of drama yeah like, like a quarterback drama and I, I don't think i don't think that's any different here i really don't i mean kyler murray is a terrific player he is in terms of talent he's spectacular easily one of the one of the most talented quarterbacks i've ever seen because he can do almost anything he can he can throw in the pocket he can scramble he can run for big chunks of yards he knows how to slide and not get injured he knows how to play safe, but in some ways, because I know Kyler Murray did say he feels like the scapegoat, I would agree with him in that sense because a lot of people put the blame on Kyler and solely him, but it's not just about that. Yeah, A lot of it is about coaching as well, and we talked about how in the regular season, Cliff Kingsbury, he is 1-7 one, one against uh, Sean McVay of the, of the Rams. And in that playoff game, Kyler Murray did not look like himself. The Rams got to him early, and he just seemed to let his emotions get the best of him. Panicked. Yeah. So I do think that this falls on Kyler because he hasn't he hasn't played the best against the Rams. But it's hard to it's hard to play well when you're not prepared. And I think that preparation can come from uh, from coaching as well. Not just the Rams, though, Hayden. I mean, a lot of the times it's against good teams in big games, big important games down the stretch as well. Um, Kyler Murray seems to have, makes uh, bad decisions, mental lapses. But again, a lot of that falls on coaching in uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, And so, yes, is, is the Kyler Murray criticism fair or not? I believe so it is. You can't have that bad body language. It makes him look bad. And it's bad for the teammates. It's bad for the team in general. You can't be pouting on the on the sidelines after you know uh, miscommunication or when you're down a bunch. You the quarterback has to be the leader uh, who steps on steps up and say, "Hey, hey guys, let's get out there. Let's go. Let's do the best we can. Let's keep fighting." Um, and he, you just can't point fingers like that and have that bad body language. So yes, that criticism is fair, but I believe management 
is turning a blind eye to Cliff Kingsbury and what he's doing. He's, they're not holding him accountable because while the Kingsbury criticism is fair, uh, sorry, while the Kyler criticism is fair, Cliff needs to be looked at and say, dude, where are you down the stretch of these games? I mean, like, Cliff, this, first of all, first of all, this, this, these sources got leaked. Where do you think it got leaked from, Hayden? What are, ooh. Within the Cardinals organization. Oh, it's it was a rhetorical question. Oh yeah, I <laughs> but, was yeah I was like come I was like come on. I but, was like, <laughs> but anyways, it, it it got leaked from the Cardinals. What does that spell? Bad leadership by Cliff, letting it go out. I mean, Cliff. We all thought you know he's a great leader. Uh, he's a great offensive mind, whatever. But has he ever proven that he's a great leader? Would you say? No. Yeah. Thank no, you. I mean, not 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 at leadership, all. At least, at least not right now. And. And there are question marks about Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell bringing an unproven rookie head coach to deal with this uh, rookie quarterback who still has to mature and get better. Um, how's that for setting him up for failure? Oh, boy. Yeah, that is like you're asking him to do bad. at that. It's like what the Cardinals did with Steve Wilkes. They brought him in with a terrible team, and they're just like, oh, okay, here, here, here you go. We go 3-13 and 13 in... You know, see, season ends, but Kingsbury being brought in, I've and I know we we talk about this a lot. I've never been a fan of college coaches um, coaching in the NFL just because it historically it's never worked. I don't think this is any different, despite the fact that Kingsbury has improved every season. Went from five ten and one to eight and eight, now to eleven and six. Yes. Okay. To eleven and six. Granted, he's improved three wins every single season, but down the stretch, down the final half of the season is yeah. when he's when he seems to break. We keep having these conversations all the time, and is it the conversation is always is it Cliff? Is it Kyler? It's both. You have to point the finger at both and say, guys, we got to man up. We got to get better here, and figure out a way to improve. Um, neither of them have had answers uh, for the the bad stretches down down the stretch of seasons um their bad play but there's got to be answers if you need to if you want to improve and make it to the next level uh should the cardinals extend kyler absolutely right but you gotta wait a little bit longer yeah in terms of he's he's definitely not worth that that josh allen money not yet not yet. he's got to be healthy First season, and he's got to prove to us that he can make the right plays down the stretch. I mean, he's and been, be a better he, leader. He he's been for his first two seasons. He was he was pretty healthy. I, I I will say it's just this this last season was just kind of you know kind of an eyesore. I would say. I mean, with his with, with the ankle injuries, when you're a mobile quarterback like that, it's it, it's hard. It's hard because you can't come back too quick because since you move around too much, you're gonna you know you're gonna re-injure yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing is just so fishy um, with this whole ordeal. And I know we should extend him, but it's got to be, uh, I think you got to give him that five years. You know, let him play out this last year and then give him that fifth year player option because uh, we got to see if he can really improve with the body language, the leadership mentality, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. That's That's what it all comes down to. The Cardinals have not won a playoff game since 2015. And you brought in... Uh, the number one overall pick, and it was the Cardinals' first number one overall pick in in the franchise's history. And this dude is supposed to be a game changer and, and turn around the franchise. And he's done that to an extent, but 
can he take that next step? Can he win a playoff game? Can he make a deep a deep push into the playoffs? I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. And can Cliff step up and be that guy down the stretch as well? And that leads us to our final words. And I'll start off. These problems, this quarterback drama with Jaden Daniels and Kyler Murray, they reveal a bigger problem underneath the surface with these programs. It's about foundation. It's about culture and strong leadership up top. All of those things are arguably in question right now for ASU Athletics and for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yes, that, that can be fixed, but there needs to be some sign, some positive change that can happen to, re- uh, to kickstart that, that change. Um, something to boost this culture. And it comes with camaraderie within the team. Does that video show it, Hayden? I don't think so. Does, do these leaks show it? I don't think so. There's got to be good leadership up top and a culture set within the program. It's right, hard, it's, right now, it's hard to say confidently that ASU football and the Cardinals have that culture. And that's where it needs to start for them to, to go back, to get back up, and have things start going their way again. Yeah. That's beautifully said. That is. And I'll I'll move on to my final words as well. And this really, for me, just goes back to the idea of, honestly, of college coaches getting, young college coaches getting jobs in the NFL. Typically, systems like that don't translate over because you have, there's so much more talent. Right, like there's so many, there's so many players in the NFL that may have not been the best in college, but are elite. There's at least one elite player for every single position in the NFL compared to college. You can run an offense in college and have it be the most dynamic and explosive offense in the entire country, but you take that coach and you put him in the NFL. And you take a mediocre defense. Let's just say the Baltimore Ravens this year, because of all their injuries they had. The Ravens would tear that up. Because it's nothing really consistent. A lot of it is just flashiness. Deep ball passes, you know, trying to be too fancy with end-around plays or blah, 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 blah. I've just, I've never been a fan of college coaches in the NFL. And the same goes for Cliff Kingsbury. I just think sometimes he's too flashy where where most coaches that have been in the league for a while that have been assistants, I mean, a good example, you know, even Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, right? Those guys know when it, when the game is tough, they're not going to try and, you know, go balls to the walls for something, for something super big and super flashy. They're going to be conservative. They're either going to run the ball. They're just going to make a smart play call and just go, you know, increments down the field which I think is so important and for the Arizona Cardinals I still think a lot of it has just been oh let's let let's look like the flashiest team you know we're gonna put up big numbers and big point totals but you know push push comes to shove games like playing Green Bay you know you need that level you know you can't be so dynamic you have to you know kind of stick to, you know, the the bread and butter in the case, which should be the run game, things like that. But I, I don't know. I just, I wish that the Cardinals would have a little bit more of a conservative-based offense if they really want this whole system to flourish with Kyler Murray at the helm. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. We love talking about Mr. Bachelor. <laughs> uh, well said, Hayden. And that'll do it for this week's episode of A to Z Arizona Sports All Day. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, And we'll see you next week. This has been A to Z.